Welcome to the next episode of the God Conversations podcast with Tanya Harris, a series that will equip you to recognize God's voice. More resources can be found at godconversations.com. Hello, and welcome to the first ever God Conversations podcast episode. My name is Tanya Harris, and I'm the director of God Conversations, and I'm very excited about this new podcast series, which I know is going to be helpful to you. So wherever you are listening, whether you're in the car, driving to work, perhaps cleaning the lounge room, or sitting on a train, or doing what I love to do, which is pounding the pavement when I listen to podcasts, wherever you are, welcome to this first ever podcast. Let me tell you a little bit of what to expect in this series. As you may or may not know, the vision of God Conversations is to equip every person to recognize and respond to the voice of God. You may not have heard of a ministry like this before. Actually, neither had I. So by way of introduction, let me just give you a really quick overview of how the ministry started. It began as a call from God. It sounds a bit of a cliche, doesn't it? I guess that's how most ministries start. But I was 26 years old. I was sitting in my bedroom at my desk. I remember the moment very clearly. I was reading a passage out of the, out of the Bible when the Lord spoke to me. And he said that one day you'll be in full-time ministry. I was excited because I knew that I knew that I knew that God had spoken to me. But I had no idea what he meant. And I wondered, what on earth would that look like? It was a question I kept asking myself as the years went by. Would I be uh, like a local church pastor? Or would I be a missionary, you know, sent out to the wilds of a village in Africa? Or would I be perhaps a youth worker looking after the marginalised people in society in some shape or form? Or was I going to be a lecturer working in a, in a Bible college in an academic pathway? The, the funny thing is, is that all of those different roles I've done at some stage along, this way, along the way but about 10 or 15, probably 10 to 12 years ago, God spoke to me specifically. He said that he was calling me to start a ministry that would equip people to hear God's voice. It, it's odd, really, because I never in a million years would have thought of that myself. In fact, I was raised in a church that taught us that God didn't speak anymore today. When the Bible was finished being written, when that last drop of ink went onto the page, God stopped talking. He had nothing more to say. He'd said it all. But then at 21, at a kind of a crossroads decision in my life, I changed churches and I started going to a church that believed that God could still speak. And I was completely enthralled by the thought. I wondered to myself, what would he say? Like if, if God, the God of all heaven and earth, who knows everything about the world and about the future and about me, what if he could speak to me, what would he say? I was intrigued. So I began to ask God, would you speak to me? Would you speak to me clearly so that I know that it's you? I don't want to have one of those vague experiences where it could be you, but I'm not sure, where it's kind of just a feeling. I really want to know if it's you. I want to have one of those stories, you know, the ones that you read in the Bible, in the book of Acts, where God speaks to, to Philip and he says, go up and speak to that person on the chariot. And Philip goes up and, and starts to speak to the man, the Ethiopian, who happens to be reading an exact passage that he's got the answers to. You know, one of those kind of amazing, spectacular stories. I wanted some of those in my life. So I began to pray 
pray, Lord, speak to me. Show me what you sound like. Well, that began a journey, didn't it, of of hearing his voice. I remember hearing his voice for the first time and just experiencing that excitement of watching his hand tangibly come into my little mundane world and show himself. I was hooked and I kept listening and I kept learning and went on this God conversations journey. And what God has now done is he's asked me to take the fruit of that, all of the experiences I've had, the things I learnt along the way, and then pass it on to other people. And that's what forms the heart and the vision of God conversations today. We want to share that knowledge, share that understanding, share that revelation with as many people as possible because we know that a word from God can change your life. His words are not like our words. His words are creative. They're powerful. They transform. They create miracles in our lives. We begin to see what, how God sees as we hear his word and we begin to understand more of what he's like. Deeply personal, deeply creative, deeply clever, and mostly that he loves us and he cares about the intricacies of our lives. So that's the vision of God conversations. I get a bit excited. But everywhere I go, I hear this same question over and over again. I wish I could hear God's voice more. How do I know it's him? Pastors I talk to say it's one of the most commonly asked questions in church life. People will often say it's the biggest problem area. And we're not just talking about people who have just begin, who've just begun the journey, who've just become Christians. We're talking about people who've known him for a lot longer, people who we would consider to be spiritually mature, 10 or 15 years down the track and still struggling to say that God ever spoke to me. Perhaps one incident way back when, I remember when God spoke to me, but as for what he's saying to me today, I'm not so sure. There's an uncertainty surrounding the whole experience. So that's where the passion comes from. And today, God Conversations has been going for a number of years I travel around Australia and overseas and mostly in a local church setting or in a Bible college setting, or sometimes in conferences and camps and retreats, but also not limited to that. But the passion is always the same, to equip people to recognise God's voice. I'm not alone in this, of course. I have a wonderful team, some of whom form my overseeing board, who I'm accountable to. My board are wonderful. They're um, very special people that God has brought into my life. They look after me pastorally. They help me on a practical level, but mostly they believe in this vision. They believe in it for me and they believe in it for you. So I couldn't do it without them. I also have an incredibly talented network of people who add their expertise to the ministry, web developers and producers and graphic designers. Together we aim to bring you the very best quality resources that we can in order that the vision would be met, in order that you'll be equipped to recognize the voice of the one that really matters. So that gives you a little bit of a background to the ministry. If you've never heard me speak or been acquainted with the TV series or any other God Conversations resources, a very special welcome to you. At this point, our podcast series is a fortnightly one around 15, 20 minutes each, enough time for a coffee and a biscuit or a tea. We're going to be covering all kinds of topics related to God's conversations. So it'll include four different areas. The first one is questions that you ask. I love hearing 
great questions. And my time as a lecturer, when I taught classes in Bible college, I used to love it when students raised their hands and had a really thoughtful question to ask. I used to say to them, you know, this is something you don't get to do in sermons. You can't pop your hand up in the middle of a message and say, excuse me, pastor, but I wonder if you could answer this question. But this is the opportune time to do it. We'd love to hear about the questions you have, the, the, the issues that you think about late at night. I want to encourage you to use the Facebook page that we have and also to use the blog page of the website to write down your thoughts, share what you're thinking, and then we want to see if we can help you with that. The second area is um, on topics of interest, particularly relating to this area. So little chunks of teaching that you may not normally hear in a Sunday sermon because they're specialist areas, if you like. So we're going to be covering a lot of those little topics along the way. The third type of podcast is interviews with experts, pastors and leaders who've had the experience in hearing God's voice. I think this is one of the most exciting parts of the podcast because (laughs) the God stories are the best stories. There's no other stories like them because they're the kind of stories that you can't invent yourself. I just love hearing other people's experiences. And I think as you listen, you'll be amazed at what God is saying and doing around the planet. Lastly, we want to have a podcast that have conversations with like-minded sojourners, people who are asking the same questions that we are. You know, the thing about the God life is that it's not lived in isolation. If you have a look at the model we see in the New Testament in the early church, we see that they said things like, it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us. In other words, they heard from God and then they discussed it. They talked about it. They bounced off each other. And we th- they, they thought things through. And that involves discussion. It involves debate. It involves an interchange of ideas. It's not just one person's perspective because the body of Christ is made up of every single one of us. So we really want to let that Holy Spirit be um, seen in our relationships and seen in a community. So we're going to have some topics that we chat with different people in conversation to see what God is saying. God conversations is such an interesting topic because of the one who speaks. He's the one that is the most fascinating person to talk to. Our prayer is that not only will you learn to recognize his voice, but you'll come to know him in a deeper way. That's his goal for all our conversation. So let me introduce this very first podcast in the series to you. I thought, why not tackle a really big kind of theologically controversial topic? (laughs) I might regret it. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about this topic. If God said it, will it always happen? Stay tuned for the rest of episode one. If God said it, will it always happen? During my Bible college studies, I came across a journal article with the heading, When Prophecy Failed. It completely freaked me out. The author discussed a scenario in biblical history when a prophet delivered a word from God, but then it didn't happen. So the people reinterpreted the word to suit the new circumstances. As I sat there amongst the lofty bookshelves of the theological library, scouring the article, I felt increasingly sick. It went against everything I'd been taught. Wasn't the word of God living and active, powerful like a sword and purging like a fire, smashing rocks to pieces, speaking the universe into being and bringing life to the dead? 
Didn't the word of the Lord never return void, but always fulfill what it had been sent for? How could this be? Could God's word fail, his predictions not come to pass? What did it mean for God to be sovereign? When God speaks, is that a guarantee it will always happen? Or are God's words so weak such that circumstances could overcome them? Or perhaps he could forget what he said? Or worse still, could God lie? The possibility sent me reeling. The thing I didn't understand at the time was God's purpose in speaking of the future. He's not some fortune teller or crystal fairy predicting things to come to show off his prophetic prowess. The primary reason he speaks is to call us to walk with him in seeing his kingdom come to pass in our lives and the lives of others. The problem, of course, is that once he speaks to us, flawed, sinful us, the game changes. No matter how pure, how powerful, how accurate his words may be, they can only be effective if they're received in faith and obedience. A holy God partnering with an unholy humanity means that some sort of resigned fatalism can never be an option. Let me give you an example. Sometime in the 11th century BC, Saul was chosen by God to be the first king of Israel. He was filled with the spirit and powerfully anointed to establish the kingdom and deliver Israel from the Philistines. You can find the story in 1 Samuel chapter 9 from verse 16. The future was full of promise for Saul. However, read on. The story ends badly. For this strapping young man loaded with potential, God's words ultimately failed. Well, how could that happen? After all, God chose him and he had all those prophecies. Nothing amiss with God's prophetic promises, but everything wrong with Saul's heart. The scriptures tell us he rebelled against God and rejected the word of the Lord. The result? His kingdom was removed and prophecy failed, at least for Saul. When God speaks a prophetic destiny, it is with the understanding that his promises are conditional upon our response. It's a two-way street. We are completely free to reject what he says. That's the privilege of free will. If we do reject his word, either through abject disobedience or by a passive lack of cooperation, God's words cannot fulfill their purpose. That's why Moses wasn't able to enter the promised land. It's why Jerusalem didn't flourish after the exile. It's why the Israelites were divorced from God for their spiritual adultery. In every case, God's words failed. The choice is ours. I remember when God spoke to me about my future in Sydney while I was still living in Melbourne. He spoke about the ministry I would have, the place I would work, and the job I would hold. It sounded fantastic, and I wondered how God would bring it to pass. So I waited, and I waited. Nothing happened. God, what are you doing? Didn't you say that my future was in Sydney, that at the end of the year it was time for me to be there? I guess I was waiting for a big old angel to enter the scene and make it all happen. When I asked God why wasn't he doing anything, he spoke again. This time it was clear. I had to do something. Resign my job, pack up my house, and move. At this point, I had a choice. Would I cooperate with the word of God? It would take faith. It would involve facing my fear. I would have to accept the risk of looking humiliated. 
would I do it? When God speaks, it doesn't mean we sit on our hands passively waiting for him to do something. It was only after I moved that I saw a miracle. Only after I'd stepped out in faith did I see his word magnificently come to pass. Let's go back for a moment to Saul. The story doesn't finish with his failure. Instead, we see that while humanity may fail, God never will. It's in the midst of the troubling conundrum of Saul's failure that God reaffirms his deep faithfulness. To all appearances, it seemed God had changed his mind. Saul was no longer king. Those promises could no longer come to pass. But as the passage goes on to describe, God is not a man that he should lie or change his mind. It's a quote from Numbers chapter 23, verse 19. God doesn't lie. He does not make promises and then break them. He is committed to his word, even when we don't play our part. His words are a reflection of his character, so he cannot deny them. But what does God do? He transfers his words to a person whose heart is willing to receive them. David is appointed as a new king, one who would go on to establish the kingdom and powerfully fulfill destiny. God's words come to pass in the life of another. In the mystery of his incredible sovereignty, God works to see his words realized somehow. He is faithful even when we're not. But the question is, will we be the ones who see his words fulfilled? That one's up to us. Thanks so much for listening today. We'd love to have your feedback. Why not take a moment to rate us on iTunes or make a comment on Facebook's God Conversation page. Next time we're going to be looking at this idea of what makes it easier to hear from God? Why does one person hear from God and another one doesn't? I think you'll find it intriguing. We're praying that you'll also find it helpful. We'd love you to help us to get the word out to others as well. Imagine a people who could hear from God clearly and regularly. Share the podcast on Twitter and on Facebook. And remember, Jesus said that we would recognize his voice. It was never meant to be a one-way conversation. We hope you've enjoyed this podcast by Tanya Harris. We'd love to hear what you've learned so we can learn from you. Post your comments on the blog page at godconversations.com or at facebook.com forward slash godconversations. You can help us to get the word out by sharing this podcast with your friends on Twitter and rating it on iTunes. Imagine a people who are hearing from God clearly and consistently. What a difference that would make. Remember, Jesus said that we would recognize his voice. It was never meant to be a one-way conversation. <laughs>